Good morning. This is Friday, October 18th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Parties start work to avoid repeat crisis. Suspect recalls the short life of baby hope. And from the right, despair, anger, and disillusion. In today's national headlines, decades later, condemnation for Skid Row study. In North Dakota, concerns over mixing oil and wheat. And former Pentagon official to be chosen as Homeland Chief. In today's business headlines, SAC plea deal could end advisory business. Revenue fall at Goldman Sachs raises concerns, and Google tops estimates, but profits from its ads slide. More business stories ahead, more national and world news to come. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Roger Cohen. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. Parties start work to avoid repeat crisis. Jonathan Weissman and Jackie Calms have the story from Washington. With the government reopened and a debt default averted, congressional negotiators on Thursday plunged into difficult budget talks to avoid a repeat crisis within months, and quickly agreed to lower their sights from the sort of grand bargain that's eluded the two parties for three years. The deal-making mantle shifted overnight from the leaders of the Senate to the budget committee leaders, Senator Patty Murray of Washington, a Democrat, and Representative Paul Ryan of Wisconsin, a Republican. The political pressure lifted as well for now, but the need for a bipartisan breakthrough was amplified by the economic cost wrought by the shutdown and near default on government obligations. The key now is a budget that cuts out the things that we don't need, closes corporate tax loopholes that don't help create jobs, and frees up resources for the things that do help us grow, like education and infrastructure and research. President Obama said Thursday from the White House. The question of what a new House-Senate budget conference can deliver by its December 13th deadline, in time for Congress to act by January 15th on keeping the government open, remained the subject of deep skepticism. With the scope of the talks narrowed, on the table are ideas left over from past failed bargaining, possible reductions in other entitlement programs like farm subsidies, federal pensions, postal service, and unemployment insurance and relatively minimal tax loophole closings. While there is hope on both sides for a defining budget deal, the three-week budget crisis scrambled Washington's power structure. Democrats believe they enter this next round far stronger, backed by a president who proved his own resolve. Republicans having played their trump card by shutting down the government and threatening a default are weakened and more divided than ever. Reflecting his party's chastened state heading into the next phase, Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the Republican leader, told the conservative National Review on Thursday, a government shutdown is off the table. Even so, Republicans enter these new talks with one advantage. If the negotiations fail, the next round of across-the-board spending cuts known as sequestration will hit automatically and even deeper than the first. Both Ryan and Murray struck positive notes, Though Ryan's vote against the agreement ending the confrontation left people in both parties questioning his willingness to compromise. We believe there is common ground, Murray said. By definition, common ground suggests no grand bargain. A grand bargain would require a much more difficult trade-off where they fundamentally differ. Higher tax revenues that Republicans oppose 
in exchange for reductions in Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security that Democrats vow they will not entertain without curbs on tax breaks for wealthy individuals and corporations.